Welcome to Impact Church's podcast with Pastor Travis Hearn. Pastor Travis also serves as the team pastor for the NBA's Phoenix Suns and has served Major League Baseball as the team chaplain for over a decade. Today, he leads us with a powerful and hope-filled message. We're so glad you're tuning in, and we believe that wherever you're listening from, that God will impact your life through today's message. Most of you know this, but I have a favorite verse in the Bible. It's what I call life verse. Does anybody have a life verse? Raise your hand. If you have like that one verse, if you don't, I encourage you to find one. A life verse that that's your verse. And this is, this is mine. It's found in Ephesians chapter three, verses 20 and 21. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. There is something happening at impact church that frankly, I have never experienced before in 30 years of being a pastor. There's something happening here. And the only way I can describe what is happening is those two words, immeasurably more. That's what's happening at Impact Church, immeasurably more. Immeasurably, that's what I wanna talk to you about today immeasurably more. I want you to prophesy to somebody sitting next to you because they need it. They need it. They need you to tell them the truth because the devil's trying to tell them lies. I need you to tell them God is able to do immeasurably more. Tell them, tell them God is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. Go ahead, finish. Then you can ask or imagine. God is able. And the only way I can describe Impact Church is immeasurably more is happening. What is happening cannot be measured. What is happening cannot be quantified. I cannot explain it. Immeasurably more is what's happening. Immeasurably more than I could have ever imagined, could have ever asked. Another translation says, immeasurably more than you can hope, think, dream of. Listen, this, this, it's immeasurably more. I've never experienced anything like this, and I've experienced a lot of incredibly powerful. Holy Ghost filled, led moments and movements, but I have never experienced anything like this. Last week, we had a record breaking over 10,000 people, over 10,000 people. (laughs) 
maybe this seems like no big deal to you because you just, you came, today's your first day or last year or two. This is a big deal. It's immeasurably more to me. I don't think you understand, Mrs. Beal. I don't think you understand that the amount of people that were at church last week would fill the entire bottom bowl of the Phoenix Suns arena. That, 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 that's what's happening. That immeasurably more. And don't get me wrong. I believe in a big God. I, I have faith in a big God. I have faith. But it's still immeasurably more than anything I could have ever asked for, hoped for, dreamed of, imagined. I wish I could take you back. You know what? I'm going to take you back. Before I do that, I'm going to pray. Would you pray with me? Or pray for me? How about that? Would you pray for me? Okay, go. Pray for me. Thank you. For those of you online and you couldn't hear, I was prayed for. And I appreciate it. Now let me pray for you. God, I pray today that you bless our church family. God, that you would speak to us, challenge us, encourage us, ultimately change us, make us more like you. Let us fall more in love with you right now, right here in this right very moment. In Jesus' name, we all say amen, amen, amen. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. You guys are absolutely fire. Immeasurably more. That is what's happening. I want to take you back to my very first Sunday. July 25th of 2010, we had a total of 204 people in attendance. Oh, I wish I could take you back to July 25th, 2010. We had a total of 204 people that include kids, that include babies, that include teenagers. We met in a little building right off the runway of the Scottsdale Air Park. I'm pretty sure we counted pilots. If we could find anybody we could count, we counted them. 204 people in attendance. This is immeasurably more than I could ever have thought or imagined or dreamed. In 2010, I could not preach for beans. I'm not kidding. I'm not being hard on myself. I'm a truth teller. I can preach today, but in 2010, it was rough, painful. I don't know how the church grew. I look back at my messages and I'm like, God is good even when I'm bad. That's how the church grew. It grew anyway. My first Sunday was 204 people in attendance. I need to take you there for a minute. Because I took over an existing church that had a different name, that had a different pastor, that had a different culture. Everything about it was different. It wasn't bad. It was just different. And when I came in, I, I, 
I, I wasn't really looking to be a pastor, you guys. I wasn't really looking to be a pastor. I, I was, I was itinerating and traveling and speaking all around the world. And I was just like, this is what I'm going to do. I was doing pro athlete ministry. I started with the Phoenix Suns back in 2002. So by the time 2010 came, I'm eight years in with the Phoenix Suns. I had been doing Major League Baseball Chapel for that, that same amount of time, eight years. And then this church, which isn't this church, but that church, was courting me to come in and take over the church. That pastor was moving to California to start his, a, a different church, and they were wanting me to come take this church over. Now, remember, this church started as a Bible study for the Arizona Cardinals by a gentleman whom you most all know named Andre Wadsworth. You can't miss Andre. He's in the lobby every week. 6'4", NFL body. Andre played for the Cardinals. Listen, Andre was the number three draft pick in the NFL. It was Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, and then Andre Wadsworth. I always say it, and I will always say it, that the single best thing that has ever come out of the Arizona Cardinals is this church right here. And there's no contest. In 2009, when I started getting courted by the previous pastor and also Andre, Andre was not a pastor on staff at the church. He was a football player. So when I was being courted and God was prompting me to pray about this, I had one fleece. Have you ever laid a fleece before God? Have you ever said, God, I'll do it, but this needs to happen? God, tell me if that's what you want me to do. I need a sign. I need a sign. I said, God, listen, here's what my prayer life is. I will say yes if Andre will be my right-hand man. And I went and I asked Andre and he said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's rock. Let's build this thing. Now, listen, the reason that's important is because for 14 years, we have been building brick by brick, person by person, family by family. We have been faithful. We have been stewarding this move of God. But I have to be very, very honest when I say it is immeasurably more than anything I could have ever possibly imagined. It's, imagine, it's immeasurably more. During that first year, I couldn't preach well. The music was painful. Our worship leader was awesome. But the rest, it was Dude, it, it was like five different instruments playing different songs at the same time. It was rough, man. They weren't even kind people. I'm pretty sure they weren't saved. They just found a place to play their instrument. It was rough. The building was horrible. It, it was ran down. It, was, it, it needed an overhaul. I mean, it was, it was not in a good situation. And I remember that first year, a lady came up to me. We're running 200 people. The place seats 500, 
maybe. And this lady named Melba comes up to me and she said, Pastor Travis, God gave me a dream for you and our church. And I said, Melba, hit me. I need some hope. I need some hope today. And she said, Pastor Travis, I had a dream and I saw so many people flooding the doors of our building that we had to build risers in the back. And at that time, that seemed immeasurably more. We were 200 people sitting in a building that seated 500 people. That prophecy came at a time where that was impossible to believe. Don't you just love when God gives you a vision of what it's gonna look like during a time when that's not at all what it looks like? That's what I wanna hang on to. When God gives you a vision of freedom while you're still bound up in bondage, while God gives you a vision of a healthy marriage after he just had an affair on you, when God gives you a vision of your prodigal child coming home, when right at the moment they're running away from home. Man, God is good. And I hung on to that vision and I'm still hanging on to that vision for dear life. It actually reminds me of scripture in Romans chapter four, verse 17. Maybe you've heard this. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God. Listen, this is the part in whom he believed the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Woo! I love that part, Impact Church, that he calls into being things that were not. The King James reads that he calleth those things which be not as though they are. Somebody needs to hear that today. Somebody needs to hear that today because you need to start calling those things which are not as though they actually are. Proverbs 18 says that your mouth, say my mouth, my mouth, my mouth, has the power of life and death in it. Listen, some of you need this today because you need to start opening your mouth and declaring and speaking life and begin prophesying and declaring and decreeing until what you're seeing looks like what you're saying. And so I'll do it for you. I'm calling today, Impact Church family, the things that are not as though they shall be in Jesus' name. Because he is the God who gives life to the dead. So I'm calling into being that marriage shall rise up from the dead. I'm calling into being that prodigal child shall return home. I'm calling into being that freedom and I'm casting down every bondage and every addiction. I'm calling into being the joy of the Lord that is my strength and I'm casting down every depression. I'm calling into being supernatural peace over that fear. I'm calling 
into being generational blessings. And I'm casting down every single generational curse in Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Immeasurably more. Some of you aren't feeling me yet, but you will be by the end of this. Immeasurably more than anything we could ask or imagine. Immeasurably more. Not more. It cannot be measured. Another translation says infinitely more. Do you believe in that kind of a God? Because I do. And I've witnessed that kind of a God. And I've watched God do infinitely more over and over and over and over again. Our current building, this one, this. This ain't a church. We made it a church. Before we got in here, this, this sanctuary part was an indoor trampoline facility. <laughs> On the other side of the wall over there, where our office area, that, that was a learning center for tutoring. On the other side of that wall where our kids are, that was a gym. <laughs> Immeasurably more. They all went out of business, huh, ironically, at the exact same time immeasurably more. So we raised, hold on. Our current building seats 1700 people. For those of you watching online and you watch them all over the world, you can't tell this, you can't see it, but we seat, we have 1700 chairs set up in this service. We've only been in this building for three years. We outgrew it in year one. We have to have three services to try to get everybody a seat for church. We raised about $9 million to do this. Hold on. During COVID. We raised nine and we opened during COVID. What I'm trying to tell you is that while churches were shutting down all across America, the churches of impact church, the doors opened for the grand opening while every other person on the planet's getting a Fauci ouchie we're building a church we're building a church we're building a church immeasurably more immeasurably I have friends all over the nation they're like yeah, we had, we had to shut down for a year or two or whatever it was. What about you? I'm like, we raised nine million bucks and had our grand opening. Wait, there was a pandemic? 
immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. Last Sunday, in the 1030 service, we ran out of chairs. All 1,700. We had to set up 200 chairs in the lobby frantically for overflow. Yeah, immeasurably more, immeasurably more, immeasurably more. I'd love you to send me 10 churches across the planet. This is happening. I'd love to know about them. There is a river of God running through the middle of Impact Church. I can't explain it. It's immeasurably more. I can't, it's, it's unexplainable. Last week, we had our very first ever young adults conference at Impact Church. 500 young adults every single night coming for three, four, five hour church services. On Friday night, the final night, 550 Young adults came to a church service and worshiped God and listened to the word and worshiped God some more for almost five hours. I don't, I don't know. Can we, do we have a, a camera that can walk with me? Where's Jojo? Get, I need a camera that can walk with me for a minute. I need a camera that can walk with me. Come put the camera on me for a minute if you can walk with me. A video camera, not one of those cameras, but I know you're... Well, I don't think you guys heard, literally don't think you heard what I said. The front, like, eight rows heard what I said. But beyond the eighth row, you need to pull the earplugs out of your ears. Because I said... I said 550 young adults. You got me? Is this on? Is this thing on? Is that thing on? It doesn't look like me. There, that looks like me. Okay, let's go. Pull up the house lights for just a minute. Just pull up the house lights for just a minute. I'm good. Had a stroke. I didn't die, girl. I had a stroke. Come on, walk with me. Get in front of me. Get in front of me. Walk them backwards. Lexus, don't let them fall. I'm coming back to this section because I'm a little irritated with y'all. Because y'all just sitting there looking at me. What I'm trying to tell you guys. How are you? I like the beanie. How are you? Good? You good? Good to see you guys. I'm really not mad. I just, I like to have some fun with it. But I got to tell you this. This one. Oh, who is this lady that's always preaching me down every week? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you, girl? Come on, let's go, girl. Let's go, girl. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise up in this house. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Get up on your feet. Get up on your feet. Get up on your feet. New impact. Impact. I need 1,700 more of those. What I actually said that y'all missed wasn't 550. What I actually said wasn't young adults. That's part of what I said. 
What I said was, on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah, on a Friday night. Because I don't know what you were doing at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old on a Friday night. But I wasn't at church having a four and five hour church service. I was down in South Scottsdale or I was down at Arizona Mills and I was partying and drinking it up. And I was looking for all the wrong things. But the young people of Impact Church, they were here getting drunk on the Holy Ghost. They were here drinking up the spirit of God and the word of God and the power of God. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, guys. What I'm trying to tell you is it's immeasurably more. It's immeasurably more. You guys feel neglected, don't you? Next week, next week. Next week. I told you we had a we had a hundred young adult pastor Darrison Thursday night at 10 o'clock at night called a prayer meeting felt led by God. We need to pray in the morning. We're going to pray young adults at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Young adults don't, they're not alive at 7 a.m. We had a hundred young adults show up. They didn't just come to pray. They bombarded heaven and stormed the gates of hell. What I'm telling you is what's happening here is not normal. It's immeasurably more. I told you this already. Pinnacle High School. It's a pub. For those watching online, it's a public high school. It's one of the bigger high schools in Arizona. It's a public high school. We had a couple young men of God who are athletes there, football players. I want to start a Bible club in my school. They started a Bible club named Club Impact. Not our idea, their idea. It's only a few months old because they just started it this year. They meet every Monday on their lunch break. Instead of eating lunch, they have a Bible club. It started off with 20-something kids. It's now almost 300 kids every single Monday. Woo! Come on, somebody. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. A move of God doesn't have to start and stop with young people. Who's going to do the same thing in their business? I say, let's take this world by storm, man. Let's take this world by storm. Let's take Jesus everywhere. Immeasurably more. That's the only way I can describe Impact Church. I told you during the first year, the building was rough. (laughs) It was so bad. I mean, we had a building. I was thankful. But it was, when you came to church, we knew you were there because the whole sanctuary was just a big glass window and you had to park facing the sanctuary. But there were blinds, you know, those dangly blinds. I'm sure they have a 
actual word, but I call them dangly blinds. They had hung dangly blind. I like dangly better. Do you? I mean, vertical works, but it doesn't say what I'm trying to say. It's the dangly part. It's and you know, it's, anybody know what I'm talking about? You got to do this. You got to twist the thing, and then it's like it like rotates like. And then you twist too hard, and one's this way, and one's that way, and one's this way. And then you twist a little harder, try to get them all right, and then it breaks one off. And then what happens over time is every third dangly blind is missing. The building was peach in color because that used to be the style. It was peach. Our restrooms had two men's urinals. Two. You should have seen us fighting over those things. Two. Three women's stalls. The carpet was so bad. I call it dorm room carpet. It was stained all over the place. It was old. It had holes. Like why would like a little oval in the sanctuary be missing and frayed. I called it dorm room carpet. My daughter, Jazzy, Jazlyn was two at the time, two, saving two at the time. And I put, we, we, would, we would shampoo the rooms. You know what I'm saying? Try to get them rooms clean for the kids. Jazzy would come out and her knees would be black. And Jazzy is black. So that shows you how bad the carpet was. Some of you think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. The building was bad. The exterior was rough. The interior was rough. It was bad. It needed a desperate overhaul. We had 17 AC units on top of the building. Seven were broken. We live in Arizona. That is a necessity of life. Water, food, shelter, air conditioning. <laughs> and in that first year, I decided to preach a vision casting sermon called I Believe. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to lay out for 10 weeks a vision for this church. Everything that God's put on my heart. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. It's 10 weeks ago. And I said, now we're going to raise $100,000 because we got to do some renovations, guys. We're going to raise 100 grand. I believe. We raised 60. One guy gave 20. He was feeling me, that guy. God bless him. I was a little discouraged because we fell short of our 100. And by the way, 100 grand does not go very far. But we were going to try to stretch that thing. Would you believe during the same campaign, a hailstorm came through and just peppered our building? I'm telling you, a hailstorm like I've never seen in Arizona. I'm a native, I've seen all the hailstorms. And I mean, it just trashed our already trashed building. God moved on our spirits to file an insurance claim. And we were given $250,000 for repairs. So with the 250 and the 60, 
we now had 310 racks to do some damage for Jesus. And with some subcontractors inside of the church who donated their time and their talents and with people donating materials, we were able to remodel the entire interior and exterior of our building. And I told our church, can you believe God? He took our I Believe campaign and turned it into a hell yeah campaign. And I said, let's go. God won't he do it. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. I should also mention that when I took over the church in 2010, I was young and dumb. Now I'm old and dumb. I mentioned it was a different name. It was a different vibe, a different culture. None of it was bad. It just was different. And I came in the new guy and the people that were there were like, that's not my old guy. I'm out. So the church is like losing people faster than we're gaining people. And eventually it started to kind of flip. But for a while, dude, it was like, oh my good Lord Jesus, what have I said yes to? And I should tell you that during that first year, I quickly found out that the church was in very, very, very difficult financial times. I should tell you that it might have been the most challenging year of ministry in my life. I found out that we were facing foreclosure and that we were four months behind in our mortgage payment, praise God, plus late fees, praise God. The mortgage payment on the building was $25,000 a month. We were bringing in 10,000 a month. And I remember this season because we are getting a phone call from the bank every day, every day, not even every other day, every day that they're going to foreclose on us if we don't get them their money. That's what banks kind of do. <laughs> we were behind $100,000 plus late fees and the bank account looked like that. And then I remember this one specific day that they finally said, that's it. We're going to foreclose. And they gave us a specific date. Just a few weeks down the road. And I said, Dre, we got to fly to the bank, dude. And try to get in front of whoever matters. And like, beg for mercy. I will be like, listen, we're not looking for a handout. We're just looking for a chance. Me and Dre, we didn't used to work here, but now we work here. We can do this. Dre was like, man, I'll try to set it up. We get the meeting. We were so broke. I need somebody to say, how broke were you? We were so broke. I need you to say it every time I say that. 
try it again one more time. We were so broke. How <laughs> that one felt really good. That we had to fly to Newport Beach John Wayne Airport on buddy passes. <laughs> Praise God for people in the church looking out for you, you know? But the comedy part of it is Andre flying on a buddy pass. Because if you don't know anything about buddy passes, they give you the butt crack of all the plane seats if there is one left. So he's like in the middle. <laughs> he's 6'4", you know, 285 NFL body in the middle seat. Praise God, though, we had buddy passes. God's our provider. Doesn't always look like a Rolls Royce. <laughs> it might be a Prius, but it got me there. And we get to the bank and I'm pitching the vision. And then they want to see the financials. I'm like, yeah, that's Andre. He is, yeah. Uh, they sat there like this, 12 bankers around a table, just in suits and ties and like we were aliens or something. Went home, depressed, discouraged. We were hoping something. Nope. Nope. That was a Thursday. Friday morning, my phone starts to ring. I'm at the office. Pick up my phone. And it's the guy who oversees the loan. My heart started pounding. Hello? Pastor Travis, it's Mike. Yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, I didn't say that part. What's up, Mike? Mikey, Mike. We boys, Mike. <laughs> he says, uh, listen, when you and Andre left, we met for a couple hours. And um, we, we don't, we, we're a bank. Either the numbers work or they don't. Either you can make the payment or you can't. We've foreclosed on thousands of churches in the country. But I'm going to tell you something that we've never done is what we're about to do with you. We voted, we talked and then we voted and it was unanimous that we want to work with you. Yeah. I began to weep, tears flowing down my face. I quickly went into Pastor Andre's office and he's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I think, I don't know yet. I'm pretty sure I'm real good. And he said, this is what we're, we're going to do. He said, first of all, you have a, a B note, a second. I was like, we do? <laughs> I did not even know that. He's like, you do. It's 300 and something thousand dollars. We're going to take that. We're going to stick it on the back end of everything and just freeze it. You never have to pay it ever 
ever again, ever. You're behind four payments at $100,000 total plus late fees. We're going to literally erase it. That's gone forever. Your payment is $25,000 a month. We have decided to modify your interest rate over a five-year term that is going to make your payment $14,000 a month. And not only that, but you're not going to have a payment for six months. immeasurably more immeasurably more for those of you that don't think that's an absolute immeasurably more miracle of God I'd like you to call your own mortgage company this week and try to get the same kind of deal done immeasurably more immeasurably more I want to make sure that everybody's crystal clear about the vision of this church. Let me start with myself, the vision for my life, because it is the vision of this church. My purpose, the reason I exist, the reason I wake up in the morning, the reason I preach three times every weekend, the reason for my existence is that more people will go to heaven when they die and less people will go through hell while they live. That's why I exist. During that first year, I wanted to rename the church. I wanted to rename the church the first day. I wanted to rename the church before the first day. <laughs> Pastor Andre and I had started a Bible study for pro athletes. We held it in Paradise Valley in a mansion on the hill. We had Phoenix Suns players and we had Cardinals and we had Diamondbacks and we had anybody that was a pro athlete, we let them in. That Bible study, we called it Impact Pro Athletes. As I was praying about a name for the church, I wanted one word that said it all. I wanted a one word purpose statement. What says everything that's in my heart? And God said, impact. Impact, that you are impacted for God and that you make an impact for God. By the way, that is the Great Commission. Jesus said in Matthew 28 to go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded of you. Impact. God, that you would impact me and that I would impact others. God, that you would impact me and I would impact others. Not me, not me, us. God, that you would impact me and that I would impact others. Did you know that that verse is not for pastors or bishops or priests or reverends or good reverends or better reverends? That verse is for you. Go make disciples. My question and my challenge to you is today, who are you discipling? 
what disciple are you making right now? Because this is not a me thing. This is a we thing. You don't have to be a theologian to make disciples. You just got to be one step ahead. One step ahead of whomever you're discipling. One step ahead. Man, I don't know the Bible. No, but you know about the Bible. One step ahead. You know one verse? One step ahead. God has called us to make disciples. Man, impact. That's it. Impact church. That's the word. That's the one word purpose statement that says it all. It says the great commission and the great commandment. And then I begin to dream about a brand, about a logo, about something that said impact in one image. And God led me to this scripture in Philippians 2.15 that says that you would shine like stars in a dark and crooked universe. Stars. Shine like stars. Don't get me wrong. The cross is the symbol of our faith. That lit up cross on that back wall. That is the symbol of my faith. That cross means everything to me. That is everything. I will give my life for that cross because that cross gave me life. That cross is a symbol of my faith. That cross is about what Jesus did for me. And everybody wants the cross. I see people, they got cross chains and cross necklaces and cross tattoos. They want what Jesus did for them. But that star, it represents what you are going to do for Jesus. The star is about what you are going to do for Jesus that you shine like stars. This is why I played Roosevelt's intro video today to the sermon because he prophesied over our church what our church already is. But the volume's about to get turned up. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. That's what he said. He said, you are the light of the world. He said, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. You are the light. I told you during that first year. The music was painful. My wife and I, we would sit right there where you guys are kind of in the middle. I'll never forget this. We were in the front row. We're holding hands. <laughs> and she leans over and she's like, Travis, we're supposed to be worshiping God. Travis I was like, yeah. And she goes, you got to fix this. I said, I know. It was so bad. It was. How bad was it? In the middle of that moment, God gave me a word 
in the middle of looking at this, he gave me a word. And he said, impact worship is going to be a sound and a model for the nations. Don't you just love when God gives you a vision of what it's going to look like during a time when that's not at all what it looks like? It's immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. And I know I'm preaching longer than normal because I'm storytelling. It really doesn't affect you. It affects third service. But I'll keep going. As I look back over the last 13 years of the life of Impact Church, all I can say is immeasurably more. But what about looking forward? And as I was praying last Saturday morning, asking God, what's next? I don't know if y'all are even ready for this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. God, what's next? It's been immeasurably more. What's next? And God led me to this scripture. In the book of Amos, chapter 9, verse 13, I'm going to read it to you. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. And I know right away you're like, huh? This is what the Lord says. Behold, the days are coming when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. See, normally in agricultural seasons, there are four seasons. There's the plowing and the planting and the reaping and the threshing. And normally, normally you would plant seeds and wait on a harvest for four months later. But God is saying, impact church. Behold, the day has come where the plowman shall overtake the reaper. When the harvest is so great, when the root, the fruit is so bountiful, that one season is not going to just run into the next season. It is going to overtake the next season to where there aren't going to be any more seasons. Everything's going to be happening all at the same time. Bigger results, faster results. The very same moment you plant is the very same moment you reap. It says it like this in the message translation. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I'm almost done. The last part of Amos chapter 9, verse 13, he says, The treader of the grapes, him that soweth seed in the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. See, normally if we wanted to make wine, which we live in Scottsdale, so I know y'all wine drinkers. 
we'd have to start by prepping the soil. Then we'd have to sow grape seeds. Then we'd have to allow the grape seeds to cultivate and germinate. And then they would, they would start to sprout. And then we would grow grapevines. And then we'd gather the grapes. And then we would go take those grapes and we'd press those grapes. And then we'd take the pressed grape juice and we'd put it into barrels to be able to ferment that would turn it to wine. But God says, behold, impact church. The time has come that the moment you sow the seed, you are going to also have wine. So much wine, such an abundance of wine. It will be flowing down the mountain. He's saying to us in the past, I've been doing immeasurably more, but in the future, I'm going to do immeasurably more so fast with so much power that it's going to make your head swim. This is the powerhouse era impact church. No, 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 no. Cause, cause, cause some of you still don't know what I'm saying. You think I'm talking about a building or bodies in a building. You are impact church. What I'm trying to say is the moment you sow disease of prayer is the very same moment you're going to reap the answer. The very same moment you're praying for your marriage to be healthy is the very same moment that it's going to become healthy. The very same moment that you're praying for freedom from addiction is the very same moment that you shout. I'll be free from addiction. The plowman shall overtake the reaper. You should post that and just mess with people. They'll think you're like a Metallica fan or something. (laughs) And my closing question for you today is, what is the immeasurably more that you need God to do in your life? Because I believe that not only is God able to do immeasurably more for you, I have enough faith to believe that God is going to do immeasurably more for you. Because that's the God I have learned to love. I'll be your friend that carries you to the top of the rooftop and digs the hole and lowers you down in front of the presence of Jesus Christ. I'll believe for you. I'll believe for you. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that you are able to do immeasurably more, that you're going to do immeasurably more in our church family today. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you right now to say, Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. Thank you for that cross. Thank you for that cross. God, let me be a star for you. Let me shine like a star in this dark and crooked world. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. 
do immeasurably more. God, I believe. I put my trust in you. Do immeasurably more in my marriage. Do immeasurably more in my child. Do immeasurably more in my body, in this health. Do immeasurably more in my mind. Do immeasurably more. God, get me out of this bondage. God, forgive me when I can't even forgive myself. God, give me the grace and the strength to forgive that person who deeply hurt me, betrayed me. I need the mind of God. I need the eyes of God, the ears of God, the heart of God. God, do immeasurably more in me. Light me on fire that the whole world will see. Yeah, we know you're going to move. There's a lot of faith in this room, God. We put all our faith together. It's going to happen. Yeah, we get out of the way, God. We get out of the way. Lead the way, God, lead the way. We love you today. We love you. We love you. We love you. We're grateful for the miracle of Impact Church. God, we pray that we're able to steward well the future of Impact Church. God, I pray that that Chicago Cubs stadium is packed. God, that it's packed. Bring them. Bring them. Bring them. Bring them. We're going to lead them straight to the cross that you paid that price for. God, we pray it's a historic day not in numbers, but in life change, in lives that are impacted by the power of the Holy Ghost. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, Impact Church, we all say, we all say, amen, 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 amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you and get you more connected. Visit impactchurch.com for more information about our church and how you can get plugged in here with us. Be sure to subscribe and share today's message with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to hear how God has made an impact in your life.